You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. For those of you listeners who know my background a bit, you might remember the stories of my first few jobs after college. From being a mall cop to selling makeup door to door, I realized that I had skills that were being underutilized and that these minimum wage jobs couldn't support me or last forever. I spent years going through YouTube, reading books, listening to podcasts, and taking enough online courses to reinvent myself as a professional copywriter and digital marketer. Years later, thanks to my side hustles and drive, I've worked with national news outlets, multi-million dollar tech startups, nonprofits, and celebrities to build their brands and drive sales. None of this could have happened if I didn't develop in-demand skills. I had to do this alone, but you don't have to. You have Hustlers University 2.0. Hustlers University 2.0 is a community where you can learn real skills to earn money online today, starting with side hustles you can use to elevate your game. I'm not just an advocate for Hustlers University. I'm also a student. Every professor is verified to be making 10K to 500K monthly in their selected field. You get full resources, lesson plans, and an active community of thousands of other Hustlers University students working on skills such as stock analysis, cryptocurrencies, e-commerce, copywriting, which was my favorite course, one I actually went ahead and took last month. And as a copywriter of seven years, I even took a ton out of that, including some of the resources I was able to take over to my day job. You also learn freelancing, financial planning, affiliate marketing, business management, and so much more. If you're tired of depending on a boss who hates you to deliver your paycheck or have learned since the lockdowns that controlling the source of your income is vital to your individual freedom, sign up for Hustlers University 2.0 today using the link in the show notes. I'll see you there. is a whole different thing hello listeners you're probably wondering uh why we're why we're talking about bow ties we're gonna do something different we're gonna talk about final last minute wedding coordination stuff and also get into some other topics but i felt like this was important enough to to ask i have never worn i i used to wear bow ties when i was in what i called my young republican phase in college and uh it was a snap-on bow tie but so so, so people understand. So for my, for my suit, I'm wearing 
just a regular tie. I also get to wear a, a vest, which for, for, for many reasons, I can't wear the vest with my, Oh, did I tell you guys about how my suit got fucked up? No. Oh yeah. So I, yeah, I told Sean about this because I needed Sean to text me photos. So long story short, the suit that I ordered that I sent you all the link for that you all, that everyone is going to wear something happened with my suit and it just did not fit right. And it wasn't that I needed to get it, you know, taken in some more or let loose some more. The whole cut was off. So I looked like Danny DeVito's penguin. So what <laughs> I ended up having to do, and it, it's funny because now my, that suit is in a trash bag near my front door. I'm going to donate it to Goodwill. So a homeless person can look weird in it. Of course. Um, I, well, I, what ended up happening is my, I had my suit sent home to Virginia because originally I was like, I'll just have it sent there. My mom can take it and go get it pressed and it'll, it'll be fine. So she opens up the box and she's like, Remzo, this doesn't look right. And I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, I put it on your brother and the arms are off. So I'm like, what do you mean the arms are off? She's like, it just doesn't look right. So what she ended up doing, my mom went and came and, uh, spent two weeks here in Wisconsin, hanging out with me for a bit as a, as she nice. put it, a vacation from my dad. And <laughs> she went ahead and brought the suit. So I was really excited because the whole thing, it's, it's Sean Connery, James Bond themed. Sean Connery made this, made the, the gray suit popular in Goldfinger. So for the groomsmen, you all get to wear the gray suit and it's modified because you get, uh, you know, a, a rose pink handkerchief and bow ties, very dapper. I went full Sean Connery because I'm special on that day. And it's one of the few things on my wedding I've had a say in. <laughs> and I got, yeah. I, got a, I got a full tie and a suit vest. I've always wanted to wear a vest. So I look the most like Sean Connery and Goldfinger. So I'm getting my suit and it looks awesome. And I put it on and it's just janky. Nothing, nothing fits. And, and the pants were extremely long. And I felt really stupid because I had my measurements taken when I went in and ordered it. So then we realized that there are only a couple weeks left. I got figured out. So long story short, mm -hmm. I went to Joseph A. Banks. I, met, I went to men's warehouse trying to find different versions of the same type of suit because I'm like, I need it to look exactly like everybody else's. So long story short, after a frantic three hours, because all these other suit shops were selling out because apparently prom is a thing again, and teenagers are buying suits that they'll never wear again, I had to go ahead and fight people for the remaining stuff at Men's Warehouse. So long story short, I have a suit that is like 99% the exact same shade as okay. everyone else's. If we stand next to each other, we cannot tell. But if I put that suit, the new suit, on my vest, you can tell there's a difference. So what I yeah. have to do now is I'm going to not wear the vest for the photos. I'm going to not wear the vest for the ceremony. But after the ceremony, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my jacket off and put the vest on and nobody will know the difference so long story short gentlemen get your suits in advance and make sure everything is good because the last thing you want to do is be arguing with some teenager at men's warehouse about how to get your pants taken in yeah so. i finished i actually got my pants like the suit pants hemmed and they're all good now ready to go 
Sean had something happen where he he got he got one size fit and it was like it's off and then he had to go ahead and send like the pants back or something for another fit. Sean just calls you RJ. Something happened. (laughs) I broke the first one. How'd you break it? I was too. I was too big. It was like a the size was too small. You're You're a stick of a person. I've never heard you say you're too big for anything. Yeah, I would have figured the clothes were too big. Not you. Apparently my ass is huge, so I I tore oh. that, and they're like, "Oh, it's fine. Just send it back. What size do you need?" I'm like, "Well, I guess I need a freaking thirty or 40 You got that big 30, booty. Like my uh, did he just low key brag that he has a he has a thick bank? I think he did. <laughs> sure. Yeah, he, he has that. He has that military industrial complex bank. Military industrial <laughs> complex bank, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean it's uh the, the suit the, the new suit looks great. It fits really well. It's just that I never knew there were like thirty different shades of gray, but apparently there is. Oh, there's so many shades of gray for suits, dude. Like it's like they'll they'll just throw so many color names at you. And it's all t- different types of gray, like onyx and then the, like gun metal. I don't, I don't know. There's a lot. I, of I brought, so I, I brought the vest because the vest is of the same color as the suit that it came with. And I'm putting the vest on the sleeves of all these gray suits. And each time I'm like, there can't be a difference. It's like, you look at it and it's like, the vest is just a little teensy weensy darker. And I'm like, yeah. I can't, I can't wear that with the new suit. So and like I mentioned, standing next to each other, no one will notice. But the moment I put the suit over the vest people will be like that that vest doesn't go with the suit so hey you're gonna be the best looking one there and that's by design <laughs> yeah god's design because i'm the best looking one there but of course it's uh <laughs> you know it's one of those things where it's like i want the vest so i'm still gonna get the vest but this also means i don't have to wear the jacket afterwards because the ceremony will be done so after that i'll just put the vest on loosen the tie and we'll all go party because the dj stays till 10 so yes <laughs> Speaking of uh, summer preparations, now, now we got to figure out how to tie a tie, how to tie a bow tie, because Sean Ooh. has never tied a bow tie. Derek, have, all... you never, have you ever tied a bow tie? I think I've done it before, but it's been forever. Like, I, I wouldn't remember. So, Sean, I... have you ever had a bow tie? I had a clip on when I was a child. Okay, so we've all had a clip on at least. Let's uh, let, let, let's figure this out together because I can't honestly say, and I used to have, I will admit it, when I've had to wear a tie to a bunch of my 400 level classes in college, I had to have my RA either tie my tie or teach me how to tie a tie because I did not learn how to tie a tie for like the first three months of tying a tie. I would loosen my ties and then I would just tighten them up around my collar until I was like, I have to tie my own tie because I look ridiculous now. So let's go ahead and learn how to tie a bow tie. Hey, I'm Charles from Louis Purple and I'm gonna teach you how to tie a bow tie today. So um, you can wear bow ties with um, mostly, most typically with wing uh, collars that works well with tuxedos, but we don't see too many people wearing it nowadays and people go uh, with like wear bow ties with like small spread collars uh, and I think that's uh, how they look best. So let's go back uh, to how to tie. Do people just re- I feel like I only see people wear bow ties at weddings. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think of places where bow ties are that like 
because I, I mean most formal events have you just wear a normal tie, not a not a um not a bow tie. And I've bow ties a, I've never worn a tuxedo. And bow ties are typically associated with tuxedos, not suits. Um because you wear you wear a tie with a suit, but a bow tie usually goes with the tux. I, I tried a tuxedo one time. I, I owned one, and tuxedos are not like you. You think you're gonna look like James Bond if a, with a tuxedo, but the truth is, unless it's like a fitted tuxedo, it, it feels uncomfortable sometimes. That's one reason why I didn't want to do tuxedos for the wedding. I'm like, mm-hmm. we we need something that's more seasonal, that's more comfortable, <laughs> something that because we were buying these, uh, renting them, something that could be worn multiple times. I yeah, feel I think like, the suit was a good call. Yeah, like I, I, think, I think it's better than tuxedos, but I don't remember the last time I've ever seen someone wear a bow tie. Me neither. Sean? You're wider uh, than white bread. Have you, have you ever worn a, have you ever <laughs> seen someone wear a bow tie? I was keeping a straight My face until you laugh, Derek. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> My cousin wore one actually recently for prom or uh homecoming homecoming so did he get laid oh i don't know i need to ask i hope he did i mean if he went if he went and wore the bow tie the entire night if he's about to look like a chad the whole night like yeah he'll be the chad bow tie yes (laughs) okay let's let this uh male ellen degeneres teach us the bow tie so the way you want to start is to have um, the right hand, depending if you're le- left-handed or right-handed, whichever is more convenient for you. Um, one end is going to be longer than the other. Okay, Sean, put, put, put your hands in front of you. Do it, bitch. Listeners can't see, but you can. I am. Okay. Mm-hmm. Look at the L. Which hand makes the L? Um, so it's his. Right. The, the, this one yeah the l that is your left hand yeah it's his left hand so it'd be like this yeah. wait with this dysle- yeah with dyslexia can you can you tell <laughs> that or do you <laughs> i'm sorry dyslexia has nothing to do with directions you know what your left and your right is right uh no i get confused a lot so okay so you're so when you put when you put your hands up you look at the one <laughs> that looks like the l and that is your left hand if if you need help, just look at the screen, and then like turn around. Oh, and, oh, like, oh! Wait, 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 wait! And then Sean, you can basically mirror him. Sean, which hand do you jerk off with? Right. Okay, so you use your your non jerk off hand is your left hand. Okay. Okay, and he's and he's put the bow tie around his neck. So he's gonna also follow the instructions. So your non jerk off hand is your left. Okay, we got that settled. Good. Let's, yep, we got let's it. press play. You don't want, uh, depending on the kind of finish you have on your bow tie, uh, you might want to adjust uh, the length so that you have enough width to tie the knot and, and, make, it, uh, and make it easy for, for yourself. So, so this is where you start. The, the right end should be slightly longer because I'm right-handed. You go over the shorter end pull it out under that's step Pause. one and you don't worry about sean i don't have to explain to you what pulling out is right <laughs> i don't know you might want to review it for me because 
That's a that's whole other. Ep- that's a whole other episode. Oh, we're gonna do another episode on that. <laughs> the Jenner panel teaches Sean how to pull out. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> he doesn't have any kids yet that he knows of. <laughs> that he knows that of. Know of. Uh. The longer side. So once you're in this position, it's pretty much like tying a shoelace. So what you want to do is bring up the shorter side uh, sideways like this, pull down the longer part over, and then uh, it will uh, it will be the, the middle of the knot. And then all you have to do is fold the, the part in your right hand and slide it inside the loop that you've created. And then you just gently tighten the knot and it's like magic the knot, the knot starts to you just pull on uh, on different ends like uh, the one that are opposed to each other so if you're pulling the back end uh, with your right hand you want to pull the front end with your left hand and then until you start adjusting the knot and making it uh, however fluffy you'd like it to be and that's how you tie a bow tie pretty easy isn't it pause Thank you, okay, Miller. Sean. Generous. Very cool. <laughs> Very cool. Okay, Sean, let, let's see it. Okay, let's see. Over. Pull it up. Like that. I guess. And then do that. And then pull it through this loop. And it went. I'm so glad I got a normal tie. Great video. <laughs> Fantastic instruction. <laughs> so we will, we, by, by the time this episode is out, the, the wedding will have already happened. So we'll have yeah, to we'll, go ahead. And, we'll figure it out. <laughs> it'll, it'll work out. Uh, Whatever and, episode we record next afterwards will be like, did we tie it correctly? It will Maybe. be, <laughs> it, it will be Sean's ASMR audio, how to tie a tie. <laughs> Okay, so start with oh, your non-jerk-off hand. <laughs> start, so start with your non-jerk-off hand. all you dyslexic people, please flip. <laughs> please. So for the dyslexics out there. Take your start non-jerk-off your hand. hand. <laughs> well, what, if a, what if a dyslexic person jerks off with their left hand? Then their non-jerk-off hand would be their right Take hand. Take your jerk-off hand. <laughs> 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 okay, we, we we have to we we have to move on a little bit. Derek, uh, you're you're producing tonight's episode, and one of the things that uh, you, you wanted to go over is the fact that as life is starting to look almost kind of sort of like the before times, we're looking forward to certain things that we haven't been able to look forward to for a while in certain parts of the country, and one of them is being in-person conventions. And uh, I, I went to AwesomeCon in D.C. in September of 2021, and that was the first big in-person convention since the lockdowns and everything. And it was still kind of weird, but you knew that over time, hopefully things may or may not get better, but hopefully mm-hmm. they were. Um, you know, I, I think conventions are great, especially during the summer, especially, no, like, especially during like the beginning of the year when it's like, you're getting on that new year high and you're going and meeting with people. I always like doing stuff in the summer because it, you know, the weather's nicer. You could travel more summer is here. 
So, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. What was, uh, what was one of the things you wanted to cover with this? So, so basically I kind of want to, you know, like, I, like with things kind of getting back to a like post COVID era, like I kind of want to talk to reminisce a little and talk about my first convention that I ever went to and um, which was uh, MAGFest 2018. Now, like, this, I have mixed feelings on this because I, I did have fun. It Explain was a good, MAGFest to me like I'm retarded. Uh, so MAGFest is kind of just like, I'm trying to remember. Because every year I think it has like a different theme. Um, well, okay, I, the theme didn't really matter. They just had like a quote-unquote mascot or like they, like they headed it differently. Like, uh, let me show you this time lapse and well, I'll well, explain who, who better. Who goes there? Doctors? Oh, uh, no, no. This is just, this is like a, this is like a, like video games and like convention pretty much. Oh, so it's, so it's like Comic-Con or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This like, th- this had a bunch of, um, this had a bunch of like, um, this had like internet, like, like, um, you, like YouTubers do like panels and stuff. And, um, there was also like a Sonic concert that like crush 40 was there. <laughs> I remember nice. that. Um, but let, let me show you this time lapse and I'll kind of go over what it was like. for the weebs pretty much yeah <laughs> it looks like it looks like a giant version of that video game arcade arcade bar we went to in vegas yeah there was a lot of that but there was also like different showrooms with different panels going on um like it's because it's, it takes place at the uh, at the gaylord hotel at national harbor i i know the gaylord very well i've gone to cpac there which is which used to be held every february at the gaylord after 2020 uh, now CPAC is held in, I think it's in Miami, uh, because of, um, so basically when, when CPAC 2020 happened, mm-hmm. that was when one of the first COVID outbreaks in the DC beltway area occurred. And one of the first people to have COVID shook hands of Ted Cruz that morning. And lo and behold, I was at the Washington times at the time I ended up meeting up with Ted Cruz. He came over to do an interview with one of our people, uh, Tim Constantine, who who does the Capitol Hill show. And as soon as that happened, Ted Cruz came over and shook my hand. And then four days later, I was told by my boss to go home because it had just come out that Ted Cruz caught COVID from shaking somebody's hand at CPAC. So, I went home to work remotely only for a week, and then I ended up working remotely for seven months. And uh, that was the last time I ever went to the Gaylord Hotel. But it wasn't the first time I had uh, dealt with some some weird shit. It was uh, it was a moment where uh, in, I think, June, July of 2020, 
the Gaylord and CPAC would seep back into my life because mm. I have a brief, and by brief, I mean almost non-existent cameo in Borat 2. I don't know how I didn't tell you guys about this because I know I've told other people about this. I thought I would have told you both that I was, well, at least my shoulder is for a second in Borat 2. Did, did, did you think I was joking? No, I don't. Sean? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's kind of random. I would totally, I would totally think it was a joke too, but I was, uh, I was there and we, we've actually pulled up a clip from Borat too, which is available on Amazon prime. And I'll explain how I got to have a brief, 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 like microsecond cameo in Borat too. And how I got to see Sasha Baron Cohen get arrested. Finally, the time had come to deliver my daughter to the vice pussy grabber. <laughs> but how would I slip into this conference of Republicans unnoticed? Suddenly, I had an idea. Oh my god. I'm Stephen Miller. Sorry I'm late. Pause. I think so, we're about to approach it. Yeah, so I um I would go CPAC to work and I would work there from doors opening until the end of the day, which is usually like 1130. CPAC is fun. CPAC. Actually, that, that guy standing behind um, uh, the, the Sasha Baron Cohen just as a Klansman is uh, Alex Sears. He's a he, he's a big guy on Twitter. I know him. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just noticed that was Alec right there. Uh, basically, you get money from being in Borat too. <laughs> so I, I, I actually, so I, I got an email from somebody else who's in this scene. Apparently, Sasha Baron Cohen did not get permission from the Gaylord or from all the other people when filming Borat to to film them. So he wanted to go ahead and start a class action lawsuit, and because he saw that I was there and my shoulder is there for a second. He wanted me to join him in on this class action lawsuit to basically get a bunch of move to basically get a bunch of money out of Amazon for appearing in the movie. So basically uh, I I was in this area. I was having drinks of some people that I was working with. And as I was coming over to try and get signal, I'm standing next to this guy. So if you see the movie, I'll, I'll go ahead and explain how this works. When Sasha Baron Cohen is getting into CPAC, he dresses up as a Klansman. And in the front foyer area, you've got the checkout to your, the check-in checkout to the left. And then to the right, you have these really nice bars. So I was drinking and then I was coming over to call somebody. And this is when I see the Klansman walk past me. And in this frame, which is the 22 second frame, we'll go ahead and include the link to this whole scene in, in the show notes. You see a guy standing very close to the camera on his cell phone. I am on the other side of him and you see my shoulder for a second. I remember that because I was standing next to this guy because a moment prior I asked him, are you getting signal here? I'm not. And he said, yes, I only get it when standing right here. I needed to get too tall to pants. The only man that Trump would trust. One thing that they actually cut out is in this in this cut, they show that like people are staring and people are wondering like why is this guy just as a clans member here? But what they didn't show is that um, people are actually yelling at him and booing him because everyone thought this was just some liberal trying to make 
Republicans look bad because, oh, look, it's a Klansman at the at CPAC, at the conservative thing. So people are booing him. They didn't show that, but I, I remember that. But who does Pence trust? I knew the disguise I had to use. <laughs> So he's dressed up as Donald Trump. I know you're ready to demonstrate how much you appreciate everything he does for our country. And it's my honor to introduce to you the Vice President of the United States, Michael Arpens. Okay, so let's pause. Right now, what they're showing is Mike Pence's speech in the main auditorium at the Gaylord. There's an area right outside the door called Media Row. It's where you have all the media outlets there. People do interviews. I was there for the Washington Times, and I I didn't want to go into the main auditorium room. I wanted to hang out with some of my friends outside. So what I'm missing is what is happening on the other side of the door. But after the scene, I'll explain what, what happened immediately after this. <laughs> it's like, why is Trump getting in that curl? <laughs> As of today, we have 15 cases of coronavirus that have been detected in the United States, with only one new case detected in the last two weeks. And while the risk to the American public remains... That's a... This, uh, this did not a, age well. No, not at all. That was when we could still call it coronavirus. Yeah. Remember uh, that. It's low. As the president said yesterday, we're ready. We're ready for anything. It's actually on the Michael Bennett! Michael Bennett! I brought the girl for you! Don't worry, I won't get jealous. She got the banker. Okay, so pause. So if this was if this wasn't planned, I feel like this is a major crime. Like literally impersonating the president and running in, like interrupting the vice president while while dressed as the president. So around this point where you hear everyone booing and everything that's when we were like wait are they booing mike pence i could hear that from outside the door so me and somebody else were like uh what's uh w- w- obviously something's happening on the inside maybe we'll check twitter and we'll see what happens so by the time this is happening right now i am on my phone scrolling hashtag cpac 2020 on twitter press play and where where are you like sitting from this angle right here so I am outside the door right next to the one that he walked through. So think of an L shape. I'm on the other side of the wall, still in the hallway. If he had gone around the corner, he would have passed me, but he went through the straight door. But here's what's about to happen. Uh, press it. Mike, help me. Hello. Oh, my God. Mike, you're fired. You're fired. me i'll give you my clan robes don't stop keep moving how about don't wig. stop keep moving do you, think, do you think they would have taken the face off okay pause this hallway right here pause 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 pause, pause. 
I did, I did. Okay, sorry. It, it was it was going. Okay, you see where they were coming down, where you saw um, all, all, like, the tables to the side? Like, uh, that female cop right there. Yeah. Like, on the other side, those rows, I was standing right there. So that sign that says A-gate, I was oh across God. from that. What ended up happening was, as I'm on my phone, I see all those cops and a few Secret Service agents pull him and the girl actress out and i saw them do a full um a full pat down they were checking him for guns and everything sasha baron cohen and the girl were not talking so they're asking them all these questions and they are not talking so i actually live streamed this to the washington times twitter account and i'm pretty sure the caption from that day was donald trump impersonator interrupts mike pence's speech at cpac so i for about a minute live streamed the cops shaking down sasha baron cohen but here's the thing guys i did not know that this was borat until the movie came out right before the 2020 election wow that's insane dude yeah that's insane did they drop the charges i don't think he got charged i i i hear i oh, so here's a conspiracy and I, I don't know whether it's real. I don't think I believe it. I think they made some deal with Amazon. But apparently, there's a rumor that this whole thing may have been coordinated. Mm-hmm. Now, coordinated with who? The police? You think they're going to allow somebody to come in and interrupt Mike Pence's speech? I don't believe it was coordinated. If this was coordinated, then you can't say this happened without Mike Pence or the president or somebody knowing. I think what ended up happening is he did this, he got arrested, and then Amazon got some lawyers in, so that way Sasha Baron Cohen wouldn't get charged for disturbing the vice president's speech, which is a major thing. You don't do that. So yeah, but, uh, when they were and I and I say that because as they brought him to the corner, it was just me and a couple of people. There wasn't a cameraman. That's why this guy had to run through the other door that that he originally came in. And when he's filming him right now, walking down the hallway, that's him meeting up with them. So that there's a whole like couple of minutes where they're just in the corner frisking them and checking them for guns and stuff where I'm there watching it. But there's like nobody else there. There were like 10 people in that hallway because all the attendees were inside watching the vice president's speech. That's crazy. Yeah. That's honestly crazy, dude. Yeah, it was it it was 2020 was already a really freaky, surreal year with Parlor and the Times and everything happening to, to know that I in some way am part of the history of Borat, too, is just wild. That is crazy, dude. That's amazing. <laughs> and that was the last time I ever went to a major convention. So, wow. So, 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 so I, I kind of, I kind of want to back up a bit. Um, like, um, so, so like just going back to like, um, my, my first convention, my MAGFest times, I want, I want to tell two stories in particular, like two, two things that stood out that I'm just like, I basically, if I was to give advice to someone who's going to their first con, I would say go with people you like and that you'll have a good time with because I went with the wrong people. I think so anyway. Weebs. 
Uh, pretty much the, um, cause the people I end up going with, whereas part of this club I was a part of at the time at JMU, like they were doing this thing where they were like, you like, as a, as a club, they would like, if you, you know, if you wanted to be part of the like backfest group, you could like be a part of it. Um, on, and that particular year, um, I think like it was a pretty big group we had, I want to say, I want to say we had like 10, maybe 11, 12 people. I'm not certain. I don't remember. But we had, but basically like one group had like a Gaylord room and the other had um, a, a hotel at the Marriott across the water. I was the part Gaylord of the group. Gaylord people must have had fun. Oh, they did. <laughs> nice hotel. It is. Um, Been there a dozen times. Never stayed there once though. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was part of the ones across the water because the, because like, the way this group worked is like, like I, you have to realize at this particular time in my life, I wasn't as red pilled as I am today <laughs> because they were very much the traditional leftist type people. Like, Oh, they I, read. Uh, I think I remember one actually. Reading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm ashamed to say like, God, sometimes, but basically like these people, you know, like, so, so anyway, so the, so even before MacFest started, it began with these guys basically being like, oh, like, I, so it started with me asking for a ride two weeks before the convention. Like now keep in mind, you know, I live in Northern Virginia and what they wanted me to do at the time was meet them at JMU and then ride back. Now, this makes no sense because I am on their route. I know the route. Like, and I told them this, I know the route that they take and they could have easily just stopped, picked me up and we could have kept going. I tell them this, I say, hey, you know, it's a very easy stop. You just pull off, pick me up, we get right back on the road, no problem. They aren't having it. They're like, no, you're gonna come here and you are going to meet us. Were, were you at home that weekend? or were uh, you No, no. So this is before the semester started. Oh, so, so you were still we, at home. We were on winter break. Okay. So, the, so the semester started right after this convention was over. Like, so, so the plan was, no matter what, like, go back to JMU as soon as the convention was over, which is fine. Like, that part I got. Like, and they were on board with that. But what they weren't on board with was stopping to get me. Now, their excuse was that the person who was driving is a quote unquote new newer driver and isn't that good at driving. I'm like, so why, why is he driving? Like, and it wasn't it, a woman. It wasn't a woman. It was a dude. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and he's like, Oh, he, he gets Somebody's lost. Gonna get so mad of that statement. It's a fucking joke. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. No, it, it was a white dude. <laughs> um, and, and they're like, Oh, like he's he gets lost easily so we can't stop for you and i was like uh gps exists now this triggered them all like they start going ham in me in the chat like what the fuck do you mean gps exists what the fuck he gets lost he's not like like he's not gonna do that i'm like it's a i could tell you exactly where to go i will give you an address i will meet you there like i'm not worried about that so and like they, they again weren't having it. So what I end up doing, and this is retarded, is that I, you know, I talked to my parents. I let them know the situation. I'm like, look, I already paid for this con. 
I still want to go. Like, um, did you not have a car at the time? I didn't. I, I didn't have a car at the time. So this situation so, is fucked up. It was pretty fucked up. So I so I asked my parents, hey, can you just give me a ride there? Like, I'll meet up with the guys there, and then like, well, let's take my shit and. You know, like I'll I'll meet them at the Gaylord. So my parents say yes. They drive me there. Um, they drop me off. Like I I'm like texting in the group chat. Hey, like I'm at the Gaylord um, with my with my shit. Can I put it in your car so we can go back to the hotel later? Like I wasn't asking to go to the hotel right then because the convention started. I was saying like, can I just throw my shit in your car so that way when we go to the hotel, I have my shit. And it took a bit to find them because they were already kind of doing stuff, but. Like I found, I like I found them, and Only then like one I, person needs the keys. You couldn't just coordinate with the person who had the keys. This was a fucked up group. Like, <laughs> like they they didn't know what they were doing, and they did not know how to coordinate. We like, can only do one single action at a single time. It's so fucking true. So anyway, like yeah, basically like I finally get my shit to the car, and like now. And then, you know, we just have the convention and I kind of, and like, I don't know what to do. Cause like, this is a very big convention. And it's my first time doing a convention at all. Now they all kind of just hang out with each other and not really with me. And I was just basically on my own for most of the convention, which I was fine with because it was fun things to do. And I still did fun things like, and, um, I actually went to, um, this particular panel. I can't see myself in this video, which I'm pissed about. Because oh, I know so it's I, like me not seeing myself really in Borat too. So I understand I, I, the pain. Yeah, I know I am somewhere in like this front area because the story behind this part is that so like this this was like on day I want to say like day two or day three of the convention, um, and the way the way our sleeping arrangements worked at the time because we had so many people in like the one room because we're like you know college students and we're doing like the shared room thing like some people on the floor some people on the bed like i slept on the floor that day so i didn't get much sleep Uh, and i was running on nothing so like i'm like oh cool this panel looks fun so what i do is i walk up to the door i like i don't like and it was well before like it was a little bit before it started and like I walk up to the door to the left, there's this huge line on the right, and I just go to the door to the left, and like it's supposed to be locked, but I opened it, and like I walk in, and it's like a double door, so it's like um, it's kind of like this, like I was like in the middle section, right? Yeah. And and like I I turn right, and there's this whole line, and I just walk toward those people, and just like kind of blend, and like the security guard saw me, I think. I think she almost stopped me from like joining the line at the very front because I joined the very front of the line. <laughs> like, like in the security guard, I like looked over and like, and then I guess she just thought I was there the whole time because I just blended. <laughs> <laughs> like, just don't no one's suspicious and no one will get suspicious. Like, like, nobody called me out. Nobody said anything. Like, nobody was like, oh, you cut the front of the line. Like, and, and like the way this panel worked, like um, like they basically gave you cards that um, with like numbers on them, and if they called your number, you could like participate in like the uh, challenges for like prizes. Um, I didn't get called. The guy next to me got called, so I was like, oh shit, I was in front. Uh, whatever, not a big deal. You got to cut in line. Why are you complaining? No, I wasn't complaining at all. I was like, just <laughs> I was just shocked that I was there. I was like. How did I do this? Because I was running on like z- like very little sleep. I was basically zombified at this point. <laughs> like just 
and like just I was just like there and I was like oh cool like I'm in the convention now <laughs> like it was just it was just kind of a crazy thing but but I guess the big point I'm trying to make is that I had a good time at this convention but considering it was like my first one and I was with these kind of people that just didn't really care what I was doing because uh, like even if even when we are were leaving like when we were done they like I had some extra stuff from home that I wanted to take to school with me and um because that that I wasn't fitting with them because I knew I was gonna fit in their trunk and that was fine but my mom calls me and she's like oh do you want us to like pick you up from there and we can like take your extra stuff and like take you back and I was and you know, like I run this by the people I'm with, like, hey, I think my parents are gonna pick me up and take some stuff home. And they're like, no. And I'm like, what do you mean, no? And they're like, like kidnapping you? I'm like, I'm an adult, I can do that. <laughs> and they're like, and, and they're like, no, because you're you came with the club, we're like responsible for you. And I'm like, what do you mean you're responsible for me? What this isn't f- like <laughs> this isn't like freaking high school. Yeah, like it, it's a college club. And at like apparently, like if you sign, because it was technically considered like a club thing, uh, I don't know what legalities that exist, but like they hated the idea of me doing this. And I almost convinced them that I was going to do it. But then my mom's like, oh, we can just arrange someone else to bring it to you later. And I was like, oh, okay, then I'll ride with them. And then I rode with them and they were like, why the fuck you didn't plan on so much? I'm like, well, why'd you make such a big deal about me not leaving? <laughs> or about me, like, and then there was this whole thing like, oh, we do this caravan thing. And then, like, we stopped at, like, a McDonald's, like, before actually going back JMU. And, like, the other car was already gone. And, like, they call him, like, where are you? And it's like, oh, we already left. Like, we're fucking gone. It's like, what the fuck do you mean already gone? It's like, it was fucking retarded. It was like, it's like it you're, was just. You're grown-ass people. Figure, just your like, own, figure your own transportation out. It's just like, drive the car, man. And I said, well, the idea was, like, they follow each other in two different vehicles. Like, like, because apparently, again. Our driver was new, and it was his car, but I, I, I don't fucking know. These guys were idiots. Like, I look back, and it's all very retarded. Uh, so, again, moral of the story is, first convention, go with people that actually know, like, they don't have to know exactly what they're doing, but at least, like, have fun with them and enjoy time, because I did not have fun with these people. I had fun just kind of being on my own, doing my own thing. But these people just kind of sucked. <laughs> I I can imagine. I can imagine. Sean, you, you I don't think you ever did anything like this type of stuff. But I do remember that prior, you know, prior to COVID in the before times, you used to go to like uh, uh, job fairs and networking events. Any anything anything like strange ever happen? Any any funny stories out of those? I mean, actually, I've gone to a bunch of lacrosse like kind of like cons lacrosse con actually up in baltimore a bunch they of have cons. a lacrosse and con yeah there it's huh. a big thing just for lacrosse what's that like <laughs> i mean of course you got young kids now i'm got, genuinely like, curious <laughs> pretty much it's it's <clears throat> i mean when i went as a kid and then when i actually went recently last year because i couldn't make this year's but it's it's like little kids and then pros uh, with like all these different lacrosse companies 
doing sponsorships and then you can try out new gear helmets win prizes uh you can try to play yeah oh wow that must have been the largest concentration of white people in one place in baltimore ever hey native (laughs) americans play lacrosse too no, you mean the white people took lacrosse from the Native Americans. I think that's of what you're supposed to say. <laughs> I need to talk to my lawyer. <laughs> but nothing weird. I mean, honestly, well, I mean, a couple times where I've seen like kids were like, oh my God, it's Paul Rabel, and just have a complete and utter meltdown. And you see like them have a bloody nose, like no tomorrow. And Nothing like that. I mean, even at job fairs, actually, I mean, there was a couple times where, I kid you not, I think I saw this one chick literally go up to uh, Lockheed Martin, and then I went to a couple other booths, and she was still there. So then I went to Dell, and then suddenly I hear from her, what the fuck do you mean I'm not qualified? After like 25 minutes talking to a recruiter there. And she just, she just like throws down her binder and she has like a bunch of resumes and she's like, this is outrageous. What do you mean? How it's am I pair. supposed to have How this, could this years of experience? How could you apply for Dell but not get a job for Dell? <laughs> Take a seat, young Doyle. <laughs> Dude, this woman was flipping out. And I'm just, where everyone like turns around to watch her flip at the Lockheed Martin person. The guy's like, Sorry, you just don't have the the years of experience, but she has experience, just not the years. How old was she? She looked to be about like like in her early twenties. So she shouldn't be throwing a temper tantrum like that. It's pretty ridiculous. I don't know, and, and pretty much actually, uh the USGIF security had to like walk her because she's just like pointing and touching the recruiter man. And she's just like, this is stupid. This is stupid. And she's like touching him in the chest and she wouldn't leave. But she, so didn't, just, she, didn't, just, she didn't just screw that up. She screwed it up with everybody else from every other company that was there watching her probably. Yeah, and it's not, it wasn't designed like the ballroom, like it was like different turns so you didn't see what happening. It was a big effing room at the Hilton and you could see everything go down easily. How, um, how, how long was she doing that before they finally went and grabbed her? Uh, when she was giving her bitch flip, probably like five to ten minutes you just saw everything and then probably towards like the six or seven minute mark i would say that's when she started like touching him and poking him oh my and i hear like oh oh no wait something's gonna happen someone go get security and you see these like young nerds like i guess run Uh, back there to go find security (laughs) they can't take down a early 20 something woman by themselves probably not she was ravenous i don't know (laughs) i saw one of her resumes when i went up to lockheed martin i'm like so are you guys good like are are you 
Are you taking like new people now or, or... <laughs> do you need a timeout? <coughs> her her first name was Karen. I saw the no resume like way. On, on the tape on not on the table, on the ground next to the booth when another person from Lockheed Martin was trying to like clean them up. What year was this? 2017. Oh my gosh. So this is when the Karen meme is being born. Oh. Sean, what if you were there at the birth of the Karen meme? We're going on a stall trip, boys. <laughs> Good. I'd be telling my children that, like, hey, you know the Karen meme? Yeah, I was there when it was created. You merely Gramp. share the Karen meme. I was born when it was created. Gramp, Grandpa, Karen is so 20, 20, so so uh, early 20, like 2010s. Now it's all <laughs> you about. Karen, you think Karen is just a meme? I know Karen was a real person. Now it's all about Cheryl. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> whatever I saw the, the real Karen. Whatever, whatever the meme is 20 years from now. <laughs> I saw the Karen develop. Do, do you think it'll one. do you think it'll stay a Karen or do you think it'll be evolve into something else someday? I mean, remember when uh when when Angry Cat used to be a thing? Oh yeah. 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 Angry Cat. And I mean Harry Angry Cat died and no one ever sh- shares Angry Cat memes anymore. It's very that sad. Was, Grumpy honestly, Cat. That was, was so Grumpy Cat. That was Grumpy Cat. Oh, don't show me. I was me so Grumpy sad cat. about that. I don't wanna. He has face. His, all it is. his anger. You want well, the go, 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 go to the one with the reporter laughing at him. <laughs> Grumpy Cat, good morning. Are you happy to be do- <laughs> doing this interview with the Today Show in Australia? <laughs> what about Mondays? Uh, I mean, it's a Monday morning. It'd be your favorite day of the week, wouldn't it? <laughs> What about this new book? I mean, you've become a massive star on the internet. You must be pretty excited about the new book, yeah? Well, at least I got something out of you. Mm. I'm going to ask you what you think of the politicians, our politicians, the leader of the country first. I'm going to ask you uh, whether or not uh, you like the Prime Minister, Kevin Rudd. <coughs> uh, what about the opposition leader, Tony Abbott? <laughs> he just does not give a shit. I'm a cat, bitch. You're interviewing me. Interviewing me. I'm interviewing you. In his head, he's saying, "Go die in a hole." Look at that cat. Look at that cat. It's like Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Oh, now the cat's like, oh, now you're making fun of me. Good. me. I look forward to catching up with you when you get to Australia, okay? Oh, my God. That cat had dwarfism. I'll be catching up with you. What a great cat. Oh, my gosh. Nostalgia laying on the memes. Well, I think that's all I've got for the night, guys. Anything you want to wrap up with? I don't think so. I got a quick tip. Just for just for everyone, the housing market screwed. So please make sure you have a good loan officer. In my case, I got screwed two weeks ago. Fuck you. Fuck everyone. 
I'm out. You wanna no, you can't just you can't just leave on that. You you wanna you wanna talk about this. This is supposed to be like talk. a summary episode, but we might as well talk about your your housing situation. Sean has been looking for a house for the past year. This is when interest rates were at historic lows and people were buying homes left and right. So what does Sean do? He decides to <clears throat> wait. When we're hitting record inflation and the Fed is like, you know what, we can't just print money of close to zero percent interest rates. Let's go ahead and hike those up too. So you have decided at one of the worst times in American history, not only look at home ownership, but also look at home ownership in an area of the country not known for having accessible housing. Yeah. What's that been like? So first of all, to kind of give you details, listeners, I didn't have the raise that I have now. And it was like, okay, I could have done it, but then it was it was still going to be a little bit more of a struggle with like the fact that uh, mortgage payments and everything like that. So then when I got my raise, I was like, fine, I'm ready. Let's do this. Well, two, two weeks ago, we, we just go to an open house. We ended up falling in love with the house, actually. And I call up my loan officer, call up Bob, and I'm like, Bob, let's get this going. It's like, sure, let me get the paperwork and everything. Now, two days before that, interest rates were at 5.2. I didn't check Friday, Saturday, and that Sunday. Gets everything up. Okay, so your interest rate's at a 5.88, and your uh, APR's at a 6.0. The fuck? are you talking about Bob? He's like this and that. And I'm like, why are you fucking me, Bob? Huh? Why are you fucking with me, Bob? Exactly. Bam. 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 Go on three, three stock wet or three interest rate websites. Just check the lowest you can get is a 5.25. And I'm like, Okay, Bob's fucking me. You know what? Why are you fucking with me, Bob? <laughs> so we ended Bob! up not getting that house because I could I didn't have alone people that I felt comfortable with to put an offer down. Mm. Maybe you and Derek should move into a house together. I'm not against it, but I mean he has a Reagan, so I didn't want to impose. <laughs> it could be a threes company. <laughs> Do, do you guys think now I, I know actually, I don't know. Do you guys think you're going to stay in, in Nova for like ever? I don't know. It's a do you, great okay, question. Here's a question. When you look at your life in 10 years, do you see yourself <coughs> staying in the area or do you see yourself moving? I mean, my job at the moment, you know, everything is kind of here for me at this Not at the moment. Yet. What do you mean? Oh, you mean, I'm oh, sorry, now. 10 years. Great question. Uh, Where do you uh, want to be? Do you want to be there or do you want to be somewhere else? I mean, all my family is kind of here. Um, like, everyone that matters to me is kind of here. At least most people that matter to me. Um, like, like, at least, I mean, I don't know what 10 years now looks like because... Like the I COVID know my... wars have erupted because George Floyd's ghost got killed and Again? the cyborgs are coming. Uh, about time. Um, 
<laughs> just in time I... for Borat three. So he, so Elon's made the cyborg army then. Well, he's made the cyborg <laughs> resistance, but they went ahead and <laughs> killed him. But before he did that, he went ahead and uploaded his consciousness into a USB drive. So one of us will have to go and try and take the USB drive to Skynet so that Elon's mind will go ahead and take over the Terminator army. I've already thought this whole thing out. I'll call me John Connor, people, because I have been preparing for Doomsday for the past two freaking years right now. Yeah. John Connor. I love it. Call me John Connor, bitch. John Connor, bitch. <laughs> So, Sean, with all that to basically say, I don't think things are getting better. You're probably screwed. You might as well just get the house. That, and so put Derek actually, on the mortgage. Good. So <laughs> this might be I the will, only way you afford it. Might be. I mean, the biggest thing, though, is for me, I have no, actually, I mean, because my new job's going to be coming soon that I finally got through all the processes of everything clearance wise everything so you know what i mean they're gonna hear how you threatened bob and they're gonna be like we gotta revoke that shit you know what bob can bob's probably like he went right to his wife's like sorry honey i couldn't buy the boat because that white guy found out what i was doing (laughs) he tried Mm -hmm. to screw i tried to screw him on the interest rate and he went and googled it exactly so I mean, pretty much we're getting close to, I I finally have a loan people that I'm comfortable with. They are covering about $9,000 worth of closing costs. That's going to help out a lot. So honestly, it's just finding the house, which I mean, in this market, it's like, you see it, you like it, get up on it and then buy it if you love it. But Listen, if Sean, if I if I knew if I learned anything from my accidental invisible Borat appearance, <laughs> it's that sometimes you just gotta go for it, and you gotta scream, Mike Penis, I've got your girl. Oh my god! You gotta get that. You gotta get that house, Sean. I get it. Get it. Get that house. Get that house. Get that house. Yes. 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 <laughs> I'll squeeze. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, that ended on a note. I don't know whether it's a high note or a low note, but it's a note. It was Folks, a note. Thank you once again for tuning in to On the Run. Be safe, be good. Remember, leave an interview. Leave, not leave an interview. Blah, 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 blah. Leave a leave an interesting five star review. An interesting, fascinating, spectacular five star review on your favorite podcatcher on uh, apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify google play you know all that shit i'll know if you don't because the numbers don't lie i'm rems w martinez be safe be good good night